Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode because I've got great guests coming up as part of this series, as well as the regular show, and you don't want to miss them. All right. For today's episode, Inside the Huddle with us today, and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft, is Warren Newman III. Warren is a wide receiver who played college football at Jackson State University. And for those of you who do not know, JSU was the 2021 Southwest Athletic Conference SWAC champions. So congrats to the JSU Tigers. Now, Warren, fun fact, has been known as one of the fastest players in the SWAC conference. And his career football stats include 144 receptions for 1,299 yards and 13 touchdowns, as well as 13 kick returns for 176 yards and 73 punt returns for 858 yards and three touchdowns. Warren, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to chat with you today. I saw you a couple of months ago when you were down in Western Florida at House of Athlete doing your pre-draft training. And I know Mo, JB, Coach Jones, and the whole team down there are doing a phenomenal job with their training program. And I know you've been training hard. So let's kick off our conversation today. Share with us, how did you get into football and what about it made you fall in love with the game? I got into football at a um, young age. Me and my father, we used to sit around the house and watch football. And he used to just, you know, always have football or sports basically on the TV. So, like, I always used to, I, I just basically grew up on it. And I used to be in the house while they football game on the TV, just playing in there by myself with the football. So I just kind of knew it. Like, I was going to love sports at a young age. And as I grew older and older, I kind of uh, played sports all year round. So I just was always busy in, uh, with football and baseball. I tried basketball, but it, wasn't really, it didn't really work. But football and baseball was uh, mainly my thing. So I just kind of fell in love. And towards the end of high school, I had a choice to pick football, baseball. And I didn't really have any interest in baseball. So I had a little interest in football. I just kind of ran with it and never looked back. And here we are. So in my book, Move the Ball, I write about several lessons and strategies that I learned from football and from being a student of the game. I want to get your take on what has football meant to you and what lessons have you taken away from the game that you apply off the field to be successful? Just being disciplined, you know, staying the course, always being consistent. The thing that you do on the football field is going to translate to uh, life at the end. So um, I learned from a high school coach, actually, it's like the hardest thing for a man to do is be consistent. You know, it's hard to wake up and, you know, not have an attitude this day, not have be grouchy this day, you know, have to come with purpose, be ready to work every day and be consistent. I'm glad you mentioned consistency because that really is something that separates the elite from others out there because it's not just the talent, but it's your consistent application 
of what it is you need to do to be great. That really sets people apart. So you're from the city of New Orleans, which, as you know, it's a city that's full of talent. We've seen so much of that talent, even in the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. But it's also a city that the streets take most at a young age. So who or what has kept you really focused and helped you steer away from the negative, the deterrence, the distractions of the city? Really, my whole family. But the main person I said was maybe my mom and my my grandmother and my dad. Well, really, all of them for real. But they just always, you know, try to keep me away from that and keep me on a different path, you know, keep me busy with sports, you know, not so I wouldn't have to think about doing things like that. I never really wanted for anything, but they just kept me on my head straight and keep make sure um, I'm doing something good in life, you know, and I want to be different myself because I know a lot of people that died in the city of New Orleans. I know guys who just couldn't continue on playing sports, you know, so I just want to do that for them and just be different and inspired the youth because I have a little brother and a little cousin that look up to me and I want them to see something different than, you know, New Orleans for real. And uh, yeah, we're really talented down there and I just want to be different for real. We know that winning in both life and in football is all about overcoming adversity and obstacles. Can you share with us an example of an obstacle that you had to overcome and lessons that being an athlete helped you to put into practice to overcome that or to tackle that situation? My obstacle I had to overcome was not getting a scholarship coming out of high school and also finding out that I had a daughter at a young age going into college. So those things right there, it kind of made me open my eyes early and realize life, nothing's going to be given for real. And you have to take care of your family. You have to do what you have to do, you know, to survive and make sure you look at things as a business perspective now. Like, you know, you can't just go around and I was young, like I said, I was trying to enjoy college, but I also had to learn that I have a daughter. I have to learn how to manage my money. You know, I can't really just spend how I want to spend. I have to do things for someone else and make sure that I'm taking care of her and doing what I need to do to make sure we live in a good life. Sure. And let's talk about your experience at Jackson State. As you mentioned, you didn't have an offer coming out of college. You were a walk-on at JSU. Talk to us about that process of becoming a walk-on on the team all the way through your college career and now getting ready to be a professional football player. Going into JSU, found out that they didn't have any more scholarships, so it was kind of rough. So me and my mom had to sit down, and we talked, you know, we had lunch. I had prayed on it that night, you know, and I was like, I'm going to go. So when I when I went out there, you know, I uh, met C.J. Holmes. Well, we had knew each other from the water, but we kind of got a little closer because we both didn't have a scholarship, so it was kind of rough. But we seen that we both was hungry, you know, had that same hunger and passion just to be different and earn a scholarship and show them that it was wrong for not giving us a scholarship. You know, just have a chip on our shoulder and just be aggressive and trying to go show the world that we, you know, uh, able to play football just like everybody else. So when I went there, it was kind of rough, but, you know, I was just going hard every day for real, for real, just being frustrated knowing that I was saying I was kind of better than some players. You know, I was outworking some players that was on scholarship, just saying those little things, and it just was – a hungry feeling like, okay, we're just going to keep grinding, just keep grinding, just keep grinding. It's going to pay out one day. So eventually after my first, my freshman year, uh, I had a great freshman year, a uh, good film, had finished the spring strong. And then that sophomore year, going into the summer, I had got a received a phone call saying that I earned a scholarship. So, you know, knowing that the hard work that I put in paid off and finally had to take the uh, stress off my mom's shoulders, knowing that she didn't have to really pay for school anymore, just knowing that I relieved that. It just kept me with a hunger feeling inside me. Like I can't never, I don't, I don't never want 
have that feeling again where I have to put pressure on my family to do this when I can, you know, take responsibility and just, you know what I'm saying, keep working, keep working, keep working, knowing that I, I changed that, you know. And what advice would you, I love the story, first of all, but what would you tell other people who are coming out of high school that didn't have an offer that might be a JUCO kid or someone that's walked on to a football team that's trying to earn a scholarship? What advice would you give to them? The advice I'll be giving is keep grinding, bro. You'll never know who watching. You'll never know when it'll pay off. You know, it's all really about God's timing. Like, everybody have a different story. You can't compare yourself to someone else and be like, okay, they got it, so why I didn't get it? You'll never know. That's always a question mark right there. So my thing is keep grinding. Never get satisfied. If you really want something, you're going to put the work in every day. And eventually, I feel like it'll pay off to you. You know, just keep grinding. Stay the course. Stay humble. Never cheat the process. Keep God first. You got to pray with it because without God, without faith, you know, there's really nothing. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes of all time is to always walk by faith and not by sight. So I'm glad that you brought that up. So tell us, what makes Warren an elite wide receiver? What makes Warren an elite wide receiver? IQ in the game. You know, I'm fast. I just be out there reacting. Um, I'm smart. I already can anticipate what's going to happen before the play happens. And I'm also special on special teams, returning, just being able to, you know, just do a lot with the ball in my hands. I uh, feel like I have a special talent with the ball in my hand, and I'm just thankful. And when you look back on your college football career, share with us some of your most memorable moments. My most memorable moments? I have a lot. My first college touchdown, actually, you know, it was like a game winner. So we was down in Pine Bluff on the road, and... They had just scored. They actually, the guy that scored their touchdown was from New Orleans named Tyron Ralph. He number seven there. Uh, he he had scored, so I'm like, dang. So now I, I'll turn the ball out there. And probably like third down, third and long, he had through the, uh, like a slot fade. I had ran out there and scored. That was like my first touchdown. And then after that, the defense went out there and still the game. I'm like, dang, I just scored the game. Winning my first college touchdown, you know? So that kind of like, oh, okay, a good feeling. Then the next week I come. And I had scored a punt return, the first punt return that they kicked to me. And then I'm like, okay, now, now you feel me? I'm getting the rhythm now, you feel me? I'm finding myself, you know how you just find your swagger about yourself. You just get the getting more confidence every every uh game and stuff. So then that happened. And then the next year, first game we played in Atlanta. I had dove for the touchdown and uh it made ESPN. So I'm like, okay, this this is getting real now, you know what I'm saying? And then this past spring. I had scored four touchdowns. I had never scored well over really one touchdown in my career. No, I had, I had scored two. But I had never scored over two touchdowns in my career, and I had scored four. So, like, that was just a great feeling, you know. We lo- Even though we lost, but it just was a great accomplishment, you know, ne- knowing that I'm improving and I'm getting better and better every every uh, year. For sure, and that's what it's about. It's always about that, you know, being better than you were before, right, that continual improving me versus me kind of mentality. And you mentioned ESPN on ESPN. It wasn't just ESPN. You were number one on ESPN top 10. So let's not uh, let's not lose sight of that. Now, this past season, the Tigers ended up completing their first 11-1 winning season in school history. I mentioned you all were SWAC champs as well. What was this season like and what do you think led to your success? This season was very different. I had never really experienced this winning season since high school of my senior year. So just knowing that we was really down for so long and this just was a different feeling. Like I was happy because coach was able to recruit some more of my teammates, you know, to bring in to help us. I had accepted them early, you know, just to uh, see 
a change. You know, I really wanted to see a difference in the program, you know, just understand that guys want to come here and change and help us. So I was like, let's just come together, you know, and let's go on a run throughout the season. You could tell, like, from summer workouts, it was really fun. Every day we competing, defense. And then after, you know, guys just come together, you know, really just getting to know each other. And it was just a great feeling. And I'm happy Coach Prime came and was able to put out all this stuff together, being able to lead us to where we wanted to go. It just was a great season for real for us. Yeah, and Coach Prime, and for those who don't know who Coach Prime is, the few people that might not know, Deion Sanders, he's done so much for the Jackson State football program. And when you look at Coach Prime, what in your mind makes him a great coach and a great leader? It's just the way he carries himself, the way he comes, he's going to make you think early in the morning. Like, he's just going to come with it. Like, he just, I don't know, it's just his personality. Like, he said when he walked in the room, the, the room should ball. Like, and that's really how I feel. Like, when he comes in there, it's like his presence is just a different type of feeling. Like, he's going to make sure you own one, you discipline, you're all about your business. It's like, he's, he's showing you the game of life, basically, you know? And that's what you need around you, somebody that's going to always be on you and always make sure you're doing the right thing and show you how to do the right thing, you know? He take his business very seriously, and that's somebody you need to be around just to, you know, take notes off stuff like that. You know, you just really picking his brain apart from what he know because, like you said, it's Coach Prime with Dion, everybody know him, and he's well-known, and he everybody want him to, you know, be around because they know what type of person he is. He inspire you. He just leads you in the right direction. He's a man by faith. Just like he tell you some scriptures, he just believes like his story just crazy, you know. So you, that's somebody you want to be around. And I feel like he just he was the chosen one, you know. Absolutely, yeah. He's got great energy. I love everything that he's doing with the program. I see all the stuff he puts out on social media, and just incredible. Not only NFL player, but coach and just person. Who, he's one that's truly making a difference and an impact. So I want to talk about your daughter for just a minute. You mentioned having a daughter at a very young age. Cruz is her name. Talk to us about what it's like being a dad to a young little girl. Being a dad is awesome. Just knowing wake up and I wake up and she be in my face like, hey, dad, you know, just that feeling that having a baby girl, like it's just a different feeling. Like she touched my heart and that's my, my, my world right there. It's just a blessing, though, just knowing how she just look up to me. She watching my every move. And I'm just trying to inspire her. I don't know. It's just a, a great feeling. I'm blessed. I'm thankful God put her in my life. It's just a great feeling. Well, she is definitely a cutie for sure. <laughs> Thank you. So, Warren, what I want to do now is take you through my two-minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. All right. Outside of football, what do you like to do? Hang out with family, play the game. What is one thing most people don't know about you? I'm loving I love to play. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Kind, loving, just a, a cool person to be around. If you had one intro song that was played at all of your public appearances, what would that song be? Get money, little baby. What is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? Keep grinding. You never know when your time comes. And then I'm going to flip it and ask you, what's the best piece of advice you would give someone? Stay hungry. Never complain. Just work. The work will pay off itself. Great advice. The last question is, you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? Jay-Z, Lil Baby, and Odell Beckham. Okay, that would be an entertaining dinner party. Next question I have for you is, do you sing in the shower? Sometimes. I used to, in high school. Are you good? 
I'm okay. You know, I, I have my vocals. <laughs> and and lastly, as we look to close the show, let people know where can they follow you on your journey. They can follow me on Instagram. Really, Instagram. That's the only thing I really be on. Okay, and we'll be sure to have your Instagram in the show notes as well, so people can follow you. Well, Warren, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate you so much for interviewing me. And thank you so much again for coming on. Wishing much success in this next chapter for you. And thanks again to everyone for listening. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you share that episode with someone else. And if you've been thinking about how to better network virtually and create great relationships, professional ones that lead to incredible career opportunities, be sure to check the link in the show notes and sign up for the five-day virtual networking training camp. Yes, it's free, so you have no excuse not to do so. All right, thank you again for listening and we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.